Welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. My name is Mackenzie Britton. I am the producer for the podcast and your temporary host while Pastor Joe is on vacation. This week at Bothell, we were lucky to be joined by the Reverend Mark Galang, District Superintendent of the Puget Sound Missional District. Reverend Galang preaches from Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 through 42, and intrigues us to see how God is renewing us individually and collectively during these uncertain times. Check it out now on Bothell Amplified. Our scripture this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. Jesus said, Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of those little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Holy words for God's people. But it's good to be with you all in worship this morning, friends. Um, it's, a, it's really a joy. Uh, I will begin this ser- the sermon today with a confession. Um, I'm looking for Floyd here, because usually <laughs> I, I could hear my, my seminary professor in homiletics um, reminding us clearly that it's not always a good thing to start this your sermon with, with confession, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I would say that sometime, probably in either late March or early April, uh, Pastor Joe uh, reached out to me to ask me about my availability for this Sunday. Um, And asked me to preach and asked me to lead communion and to be with you all in worship. So, of course, I said yes. Right? And then in May, late May, probably before he left for his leave, he gave me a... um, Send me an email or text, reach out to me uh, one way or uh, another, and uh, letting me know some more details about today's service. He even asked me to pick one of the scripture passages from the lectionary. He said, pick any, any, any passage from the lectionary, Pastor, and uh, just let Barb, Nicole, and Brian know about it so that we could start planning for it. So, I look into the scripture passages that were assigned for us today from the Old Testament and the, and, and, and the Psalm and the New Testament and the Gospel lesson. And when I found that um, the Gospel, the lectionary passages includes Matthew chapter 10, I, I replied back to Brian, Nicole, and, and Barb and said, I will preach on this. I will preach on Matthew chapter 10. I did this because I'm, I, I feel I'm familiar with this chapter already. I, I preached on it before. Uh, I feel I know more. I, I mean, the topic that's being discussed is something that probably I, I know a little bit about. It's about discipleship. It starts with the sending off, the commissioning of, of the disciples to go and preach. And, and in, in, my mind, in my mind, this aligns perfectly. It aligns perfectly with the bishop's emphasis. On, on the church's work of doing ministry that really matters, right? That, that is making an impact in the lives of people, but also in raising disciples from amongst us. 
which he calls lay ministry enhancement programs. So I thought, my, I thought to myself, how hard would it be <laughs> to preach on Matthew chapter 10, this few verses, right? I preached on this topic before. I can even probably, I can even probably get some idea from the bishop's sermons, <laughs> right? Because uh, I know he was preparing for a series of sermons at that time. By the way, by the way, if you haven't seen or heard the bishop's sermon at annual conference, sermons, there's, it's a series of sermons, I surely encourage you to do so, my friends. They, you can easily find them uh, on our website. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there, seriously. If you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't heard it yet, I encourage you to go. When you get back home, please go and, and check them out. Uh, he has like these five sermons that unpacks this, what, this mild thing uh, that he's invited us to journey with. Uh, mild, that's M-I-L-E, by the way, stands for Ministry That Matters, Iteracy and Location, Lay Ministry Enhancement, and the Elimination of Racism. Those four things that the bishop is putting emphasis on uh, for every church really to look at in the coming year. Anyway, going back, <laughs> going back to my confession. Here it goes. You know, given all the time since March or April um, that I knew that I was preaching, I didn't have a chance really to work on my sermon until sometime this week. Thank you for the grace. <laughs> but I have to say that on my first read on it, at the beginning of the week, when I said, ah, this is the week I'm preaching, so I went back and looked at my scriptures and got my Bible and opened it on, 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 <laughs> on, the, on Matthew chapter 10, 40 to 42. I, my first read on it, I came up, I came up rather empty. So what I did is I read the whole chapter again. And I tried to look at the different sections, you know, the different pericopes, particularly the verses that came before it. I mean, just to help me find a context to preach on uh, regarding this short passage. It's just a few verses. I was trying to find where is it coming from. At first, I wondered whether whether Jesus was making a counterpoint, you know, that the reward promise in this, in this passage was, you know, uh, was a promise of a distant glory in contrast to the declaration of imminent struggle that disciples will and are facing at that time that he mentioned uh, a few verses before Verses 40 to 42. You know, in my mind, I was thinking this was like a risk-reward assessment <laughs> uh, for the disciples and for us so that we will know fully, right? This is the fine print. <laughs> so that Jesus is giving us all of this, both, the, both the, uh, the risk of following Jesus in the first few verses and then the reward that comes after that. Um, it's as if he's giving us a peek into this so that we would know what we are getting into if we decide, if we decide 
or when we decide to follow Jesus as Christ's disciples. That was, but it didn't feel right for me. You know, that risk and reward thing didn't feel right for me. I felt that it was a little bit disconnected. So what I did was I stepped back. I stepped back and I realized that I may be hearing it differently. That probably, hear me on this, that probably Jesus' point in all of this is telling us not only what it takes to become a disciple, but also, and more importantly, he's telling us what it means to be a disciple. Okay? Let me say that again. Probably what Jesus is trying to tell us is that he's trying to show us not only what it takes to become a disciple, but also more importantly, what it means to be one. In reading it this way, in looking at it from this lens, that the last line of this brief passage suddenly spoke to me. It caught my attention. And it started to make a little more sense. It felt like, you know, you know those aha moments? I had a different, it had a different ring when I read it again. When I read these words, it says, and whoever, and whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of this will lose the reward. What a little thing is this, right? The bar is so low. <laughs> he was talking about giving a cup of cold water. Giving a cup of cold water that even a five-year-old can do. Giving a cup of cold water to one of this. And none of this will lose the reward. It spoke to me this time because we often imagine, we often imagine discipleship as requiring a huge sacrifice or entailing great feats. You know, you have to have some superpowers to be truly, to become truly a disciple of Jesus Christ. And yet sometimes, sometimes it, it that is exactly what discipleship comes to, right? Sometimes it, it asks for a big sacrifice. Sometimes it asks you to take that big leap of faith. But other, at other times, and I believe at most of the times, Jesus is telling us, is reminding us, that discipleship entails more ordinary things 
the discipleship is more about simple things, simple ways of being. The discipleship is more mundane than we often want to think about. We love the, you know, we love the, the shiny and the beautiful and the sexy part of it. But sometimes Jesus reminds us it's discipleship sometimes. It's simpler than that. But sometimes it's, it's as simple. It's as simple as giving a cup of cold water to someone in need. It is as simple as offering a hug to someone who's grieving and promising to stand by them. Sometimes it's as simple as offering a ride to someone without a car or showing up, you know, I heard BBS is coming up, right? Showing up and volunteering for BBS, right? Or volunteering for a community event. Or simply smiling at strangers that we see instead of ignoring them. Because you'll never know that simple smile could make, could make their day. Or, or sometimes it's about speaking up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Speaking up for someone, especially when they're discriminated. Or for parents here, probably discipleship also means sometimes just being there for our kids when they need us. I think you get the idea by now, right? The discipleship doesn't have to be heroic. Simple acts of love, simple acts of kindness, sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes that's all it takes. For as long as they're done with great love and great compassion, sometimes that's all it takes. Because my friends, for each and every act of kindness, for each and every act of generosity, they have an impact that is beyond what we could imagine. You know, Jesus' words this morning seems to imply that there's no act of generosity or kindness that will be forgotten. Meaning, meaning anything, I mean anything, done in faith and in love, no matter how small, how minuscule it may seem, I tell you, Jesus is telling us it has, it has a cosmic significance for the ones that receives them. Again, friends, we are called not to heroic discipleship, but we are called to genuine discipleship. The kind of discipleship that is characterized by what we do 
and how we live our lives daily. It's the everyday kind of discipleship. Not just those sometimes, every so often kind of discipleship. It's the ordinary, the mundane, the simple things that we do with great love every day. And as a DS, you know, I have a different vantage point that I'm so privileged and I'm so grateful that I had to experience. Because I, as I move around the district, as I work with pastors like Pastor Kristen and Pastor Joe, as I move, I move around and talk to people in leadership, like your, your leaders here at Bothell and in other places in our district, as I move around, as I look at the work of our people in different places and locations that they are called to serve, I am so grateful. I know each is different, and at the end of the day, each is the same. Because most of this work, they're done with great love. They're done with great love for God, and they're then done with great love for God's people. You know, as I move around, everywhere I go, I'm sure I could find a faithful siblings of ours a faithful sibling of ours, who's trying in their own way, right, to do the right thing, the best that they know and the best that they can. Again, as I, I scan the churches in the district, including you here at Bothell, who are serving your communities in the midst of the challenges that you too are facing, right? Churches are not immune to the challenges that the world is facing. Our people on the pews are not immune from the challenges that the world around us are facing. And yet Sunday after Sunday, people show up. Week after week, people give. Right? Year after year, our churches are trying to make an impact in the corner of the world that they're in. Again, they're doing it the best that they know and the best that they can. So I realize, I realize that we are already in countless ways making this world a little better, a little more trustworthy, a little more joyful through our gestures of love and mercy and compassion. Friends, I would like you to remember Jesus' point in today's passage. There is no small gesture or small action all things through our cups of cold water, through our hugs, through our helping hands, through our listening ears, we are already caring for the world, the world that God loves so much.
I've seen this again and again and again, particularly during the pandemic. Particularly during the pandemic. When I first heard that we will be closing churches, initially for a couple of weeks, uh, I said, ha, huh, probably we could survive that. And then as it went longer, my anxiety level went high. <laughs> it just went off the roofs. I'm wondering how many of our churches, how many of our 44 churches, like Brian, how many of those churches would remain? I tell you, every single one of them tried their very best to serve their people and to serve their community during those uncertain times or during this uncertain times. Can we do more? Of course. God is not done with us yet. But for today, but for today, I would like to thank you all. I would like to thank each and every one of you. And I would like you to know that your smallest acts of compassion makes the world a better place already. And I know that every simple act that each and every one of us decides to do and be part of, it gladdens the heart of God. You know, I started with a confession. I might end it with a confession as well. Friends, with this, with this understanding, Matthew chapter 10 now makes more sense to me. Again, homework. When you get home, read it. It makes more sense to me. You know, the commissioning, the empowering, the sending of the disciples at the beginning of the story, right? And that commissioning, that empowering, and that sending of disciples that's still happening now, right? It's for me an invitation for us to understand the discipleship, discipleship is about the simple ways, right? That we, as disciples, are being sent with the courage and the compassion of Christ to go out, believing that God is at work in and through all that we do, even, even the smallest, smallest acts of kindness and generosity. Will this change the world? Will this save the world? I don't know, perhaps not. But let's keep in mind, let's remember that saving the world is not, is not our responsibility. Changing the world is not our responsibility. Rather, it's God's responsibility and it's God's promise. And trusting that it's really God's work and God's responsibility to care for the whole world frees us and empowers us to be participants 
of this wonderful work of God, of changing, of transforming the world. Right? It frees us. It empowers us that we participate, that we can participate in God's kingdom by caring for the people that we find in this little corner of the world. Remember. Remember. Right? I would like you again to remember and never forget. We are not called to heroic discipleship, but genuine discipleship. The kind of discipleship that is characterized by what we do and how we live our lives daily. The ordinary, the mundane, the simple things that we do out of great love. I think that's important. The simple things, the mundane things, the ordinary things that we do out of great love every single day. Amen.